This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never Podcast! Hello and welcome to the preview show from the No Nay Never Podcast. I'm producer Matt, sitting in for Natalie while she's off, throwing herself down the side of a snowy French mountain on a couple of planks of wood. I know, for fun. I don't get it. But never fear, because the constant that is Statman Dave joins me as ever this evening. Good evening, Dave. Hello, Matt. Good to have you back. Yes, nice to be back. A little uh, a rare substitute appearance for me every now and then. Um, and on that topic, I think um, the winter break has been quite quiet for Burnley. They seem to be one of the few uh, Premier League teams that didn't decamp to Dubai for some warm weather training. But um, a rather quiet winter break just had a, a little bit of drama over the last couple of days with uh, with our friend Ben Gibson returning back to Middlesbrough to do some training while still contracted to Burnley. That's a bit something you don't really hear of very often, isn't it? Yeah, slightly uh, different situation. Let's say it's uh, as you say, it's not something that usually happens, but you know it has happened. Um, you've got to get the impression that perhaps that's uh, with a view to something happening maybe over the, the summer with a, a permanent move, but I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. We will. The club is obviously keeping the private things private and uh, and not saying too much about it. But, um, yeah, like you say, it's, it, it's, it's not worked out for me at Burnley. Nobody can predict the future when, you know, when we sign him. Um, and, and for me, I think it kind of it ties in really with the, the, that stat that you, I think you and Phil Bird were tweeting about uh, yesterday or the day before about the number of consecutive Premier League games that Tarkovsky and me have managed to rack up together. We'll and, come to that later because that's in my uh, stats later. Ah, well, we'll <laughs> save that one for later. But let's let's just say the two things kind of go hand in hand. If you've got, um, if you get lucky with uh, with consistency, then uh, you know a, a player's not going to make an impression, is he? Yeah, he struggled to to get any headway certainly with uh, the the consistency we've had at the back, and it's. Um... I mean, he's had injuries as well. I mean, he's been uh, not been in the side, but he's had injuries when he's not been um, in the side as well. So, 
one of those things that hasn't worked out. And I guess, as I say, we'll we'll see a conclusion to that sooner rather than later. I'm sure we will. Other than that, it seems to have been a, a quietish winter break for for Burnley. They've had a, they've had the full two weeks. Um, Southampton obviously had that replay that they had to deal with, so they've had a slightly shorter break than us. Um, and we'll see whether that impacts at all come Saturday. Saturday afternoon, you kept yourself busy with plenty of uh, Claret-related updates and uh, adding to your pools of statistics. Yeah, there's plen- plenty on there on the um, Burnley match uh, uh, database now. There's uh, a lot of extra information if anyone wants to, to go online and, and look at that. Get a plug in there for that for uh, bit.ly Burnley stats, all lowercase. Uh, there's a lot of extra information on there. Now, it's always been there in the background. I've kind of pulled back to the front. Um, and people can access that a lot better. I've kind of had access to it in the background, but I'm trying to get it out there so so people can uh, can see that for themselves. Marvellous. Well, before we look at Southampton match this Saturday, uh, there is the small matter of the quiz question from our last preview show, which was the preview to the Arsenal match. And in that show, uh, we posed the question of... Ashley Barnes scored for Burnley against Arsenal at Turf Moor last season, but before that, who was the only other Burnley player to score for the Clarets against Arsenal in a Premier League match at Turf Moor? Dave, do you want to put us out of our misery and let us know if we had any answers? Well, before that, we weren't able to add to that select group, unfortunately, when Arsenal came to Turf Moor before the winter break, although Jay Rodriguez did come very close. Uh, just a crossbar and a, a goal line uh, prevented us. But the correct answer to the question, the only other player who scored in a Premier League match against Arsenal at Turf Moor, other than uh, Ashley Barnes last season, was Graham Alexander. He scored a, a penalty. Uh, that was a 1-1 draw back in December 2009. And that was our first Premier League meeting against Arsenal. We had played them the previous season um, in the League Cup. Um, in the Carling Cup, we'd, uh, we'd beaten them 2-0, but we uh, got a 1-1 draw, played really, really well. It was a, a midweek night match, uh, but both goals were in the first half, Burnley equalised from the penalty, really good game. But yes, Graham Alexander was the correct answer to that question. Marvellous, and, and it, that that had been the only point we'd gained against Arsenal in it the league un- until uh, two yeah. weeks ago, yeah. So it was good to good to get a point and kind of get that monkey off the back. Although it was a shame to re, to not get the win, like you say, Jay coming so close, and they are still they're one of a few teams really, but one of a few teams that we yet to beat in the Premier League era, uh, um, who are there every season. There's a couple of other teams, but uh, who have only just come yeah. back up. But, um, but yeah, they're, they're one that we still need to tick off our list. We'll do that so, next year. Yeah, absolutely positive. Mm-hmm. That's what we like. Uh, any right answers this week, Dave? Oh, we had a few, yes. Uh, Peter Jones, Rob Thomas and John Robertson were all in touch. They knew that it was uh, Greza with that goal. And we also had correct answers on Twitter from uh, Eric uh, Sekic, I think that's how you pronounce it, and Ben BFC. So a big well done to them and everyone else who knew the correct answer to the quiz question but didn't get in touch with us. I'm sure there are plenty of those every week. I'm sure um, people who, who shouted out loud and driving along in the car or however, however they listen, um, but just keep that to themselves, that little uh, personal triumph. Um, and we'll have another quiz question at the end of this show. We will. So let's move on to this weekend's game. Opposition stats. This weekend, the Clarets are travelling to Southampton 
It's uh, Saturday, the 15th of February. It's a 12.30 kickoff, and it's live on BT Sport, another televised game for you to add to your uh, televised game statistics list there, Dave. Um, so, Southampton have had quite a, quite a season of it, really. Uh, obviously, we played them on the opening day, so why don't you fill us in on uh, what's been happening for them since that day? Well, yeah, we did. We played them in the first match and they went back to the South Coast without any points as we got a, a well-deserved 3-0 win. And things appear to be going from bad to worse for the Saints. Uh, they suffered a 9-0 home defeat to Leicester City in late October. Uh, but despite looking like they were going to be entrenched in the bottom three and fighting a relegation battle, they've shown faith in manager Ralph Hassenhuttel and he's managed to turn things around for them a little bit. Uh, they're currently on the same number of points as Burnley. And that's seven points clear of the relegation zone, 31 points. Yeah, uh, there are. There's quite a number of teams on that magic 31 points at the minute. It's, uh, it's quite well, tight at the minute. Yeah, I think Jack Cork was commenting on it today in the press conference about, yeah. you know, it's a bit strange to see so many teams so tight around that, that bit of the table. So, where are the Clarets going on Saturday, Dave? Tell us about Southampton's ground. Well, before I do that, um, I'll mention the previous ground. Uh, after spending the whole of the 20th century at the Dell, which latterly only had a capacity of just over 15,000, Southampton moved to a brand new stadium called St Mary's in 2001. Their new home now has a capacity of around 32,500 and Burnley were given an allocation of 1,725 tickets for this weekend's match, although I suspect that a combination of the distance an early kickoff and also the match being televised probably means we won't have sold all this allocation. Mm, there's also talk about whether the weather will uh, will impact it as well. Um, Storm Dennis on his way in. I don't think many clubs would want fancy travelling all that way. There's a risk of it of it not happening at all, as happened with City last weekend. But fingers crossed, fingers crossed, we'll get a match for us on Saturday. So moving on. What is uh, the heaviest Burnley defeat suffered down in Southampton? OK, yeah, Burnley has suffered two away defeats at Southampton by a margin of four goals. Firstly, in April 1967, the Saints were 4-0 winners in the first division match, and that included a hat-trick for Ron Davies. And then almost exactly two years later, in another first division match, that was in April 1969, Southampton were 5-1 winners. And of course, both of these matches were played at the Dell. Very good. And flipping it around, what is Burnley's biggest win on the South Coast? Uh, we've not got too many to choose from. We've only ever won four matches down at Southampton. Uh, three of those were 1-0 victories, which leaves a 4-2 win in a League Cup fifth round tie in February 1961 as the Clarets' biggest away win. Uh, Burnley's goal scorers in that match were Ron Fenton uh, with two, Ray Pointer and Brian Pilkington. Sadly, all three are no longer with us, including, of course, Brian Pilkington, who sadly passed away just last week. Yeah, it was a shame to, to hear about that. Um, so when was Burnley's last win over Southampton and uh, down in St Mary's? Uh, we've got to go back to November 2017. Uh, Sam Vokes came on as a second-half substitute and he scored the only goal of the game in the 81st minute. And that was from a Johan Berg-Gubmanson cross. Really good, uh, well-directed header into the corner. Uh, and that was the winning goal in that match. Very good. Um, so what happened last season when we went down there? Uh, not very much. Uh, you may remember that our last trip to St Mary's was the opening match of last season. 
Uh, that was back in August 2019. Uh, and both teams had to settle for a point in a nil-nil draw, which was probably a fair result all round. Yeah, I do remember. I remember it being, obviously, um, Scott Cunliffe's first runaway and feeling very sorry for the fact that he'd run all that way. And then that's not, right, not, yeah. not much of a game for him to watch. Well, that's, that, that's August 2018, not 2019. I didn't say that incorrect. It's August 2018, the start of... Uh, yeah, sort of last season, but yes, it was a it was a nil 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 draw on the opening weekend. We got a point. Away point is always a good one, uh, but it wasn't perhaps the uh, the best of games that night. So overall, how does the head to head look? Uh, not brilliant. Uh, we've played twenty nine matches down at Southampton. We've only won four. Uh, we've drawn eleven and lost fourteen. Our win percentage is thirteen point eight percent, which if you've been following the po- uh, the preview shows this season. Uh, we've compared that with our overall average against all sides, and that's about 20%, one in five. So whereas we've had 20% uh, overall, uh, it's only f- just under 14% against Southampton. And we mentioned just before the 1-0 victory in the 2017-18 season, uh, where Sam Bokes headed the winner. That's our only previous top flight away win over Southampton in 10 previous attempts. Uh, so that makes our overall record for top flight away matches down there, played 10, won one, drawn four, and lost five. So a, a win percentage of 10%. So no, not that great percentages, but then not many not many games to actually look at there. So hopefully uh, we, can, we can rectify that and uh, yeah. ch- chalk up another win this weekend. All being well. Who's, uh, who's going to be taking charge of the game this Saturday, Dave? Who's got that job? Uh, we've got Simon Hooper. He's in charge at St Mary's on Saturday afternoon. He's already taken charge of one Burnley match this season. Uh, he was there for the away trip to Sheffield United back in November, which ended in a, a 3-0 defeat. And although he's been in charge for several past Burnley matches in cup competitions and also in the Championship, the only other time he's refereed a Burnley match in the Premier League was a 1-1 draw at Newcastle in January 2018. Uh, Michael Oliver will be able to avoid the worst that Storm Dennis has to throw at us as he's the video assistant referee in the Stockley Park studios. Celebrity fans! Okay, so our, as you all listeners will probably know by now, in the second half of the season, our new feature is the Celebrity Fans. So, Dave, why don't you fill us in on whether there are any Southampton famous fans? Well, yeah, we've researched this, and we've handpicked seven names to mention this week, and they are... Athlete Ewan Thomas, former cricketer and TV presenter David Gower, model Lucy Pinder, singer Craig David, TV presenter Chris Packham, Coldplay drummer Will Champion, and former Saints player and TV pundit Matt Letizia. And although Matt Letizia will most likely be in the Sky Sports Soccer Saturday studios, uh, perhaps there'll be some of the other celebrities there to cheer on the Saints this Saturday. Perhaps, although with uh, with Storm Dennis on his way, they might uh, they might choose a, a nicer game to attend if they're going to attend one. Statman Dave's stat of the week. That just moves us on nicely to your miscellaneous stat of the week, Dave. What have you got for us this week? Okay, yeah, stat of the week this week is well, there weren't actually too many interesting facts to choose from when I look back at the past matches between Southampton and Burnley. Uh, so I've gone for more of a contemporary feel for the stat of the week this week. And um, we did touch on this briefly at the uh, the head of the show, um, but the full information for it is: um, assuming they're both selected to play this weekend, it'll be the 50th consecutive top-flight match that central defenders Ben Mee, 
and James Tarkovsky have played together for Burnley. Both players have played every minute of the previous 49 Premier League games. Ben Mee's record as an ever-present stretches back slightly further than James Tarkovsky, meaning it'll be his 64th consecutive Premier League match. And we should say thanks to Phil Bird, who did tweet out the first part of that stat earlier this week. Yes, and that's where it have rung a bell for me, because <laughs> I think I'd probably read these notes yesterday and then uh, almost spoiled it at the start of the show. So well done for cutting me off. And we recovered. For the, for the right moment. That's 64th consecutive match. That must be, uh, I don't know if you've researched this, it must be going somewhere close to, to some kind of record. I mean, do we know what the record is for consecutive Premier League matches? Uh, Premier League, I'm not sure. I, I know that going the Burnley record is um, goalkeeper Jimmy Strong um, was, I think, 201 consecutive mm. matches. Obviously, for goalkeepers, it's slightly different. Yeah, they it do. Yeah. Brownfield players, it's a lot more difficult. I might have to do something on that. I do have some um, stats on, on players starting matches, and I'd, I'd have to dig around a little bit. Maybe I'll look at that in time for uh, the next preview show. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and we don't like to kind of talk about Premier League as if football didn't exist before then, but um, certainly in in the in the days of squad rotations and and chopping and changing more often, you know, a record like that has got to be uh, it's got to be applauded for for a start, really. You know, and um, it must be going some way to to being up there um, with the best of them. Yeah, it's quite quite rare these days, and you've got to think there's a lot more suspensions as well. So we have suspensions for red cards and and even yellow cards, which you weren't getting uh, way back when. So um, that combined with squad rotation does make it a, a very impressive uh, run that Ben Mee's on. Well, but both players are, but especially especially Ben Mee. Yeah, well, touch wood that uh, that continues for both of them. Um, so. As we touched on before, the the table is rather congested at the minute and Southampton have uh, improved from where they were back in the autumn. So how do you see this one playing out, Dave? Uh, Well, we know that away matches are tough and we know we don't have a a brilliant record down at Southampton, but we have had that victory, that one victory, uh, where Sam Boat scored the winner. Um, Southampton are a a form team. When you look at their their recent form, uh, considering how poor they were towards the start of the season, um, they're right up there with, with teams up in the, the, the top four or five. So um, it's going to be a tough match. We know that um, Danny Ings is a, a form player. He's scoring goals for fun this season, so we're going to have to uh, certainly keep a, a close eye on him. Um, but we know that we've, we've been away from home. We've got results. We have a fantastic uh, win uh, at Manchester United. So uh, we can do it. Um, it's going to be tough. My prediction would be perhaps for... I'd hedge my bets and go for a, a draw. I'd, I'd predict a, a, a 1-1 draw on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I'd probably be with you on that one, really. I think it, Dyche is obviously going to be quite cautious again, you know, um, trying to make sure we stay in the game and um, certainly for, you know, the first half. Like you say, Ings is absolutely on fire. It's, it's great to see him scoring so many goals and the talk of potential England places again, things like that. Um, and uh, in terms of lineup. up there's talk of possibly the fullbacks being a bit of a doubt, but other than that, I would imagine that I should probably be looking at a similar eleven to uh, to those that played against Arsenal, I suppose. Yeah, I think so, and I think uh, it mentioned as well in the um, uh, the press conference today. I think Josh Brownhill's uh, travelling down there, so I'd expect him to be at least part of the squad and probably on the uh, uh, on the bench on Saturday. Opposition view. So this week, the opposition view comes from Ben from the Total Saints podcast. Now, me and Ben couldn't make our schedules work for an actual conversation, 
So I sent over the questions to Ben and he sent me back some answers and we're going to stitch them together and make it sound as seamless as we possibly could. The first thing that we always ask the opposition view is to tell us a little bit about themselves and how they came to be a fan of the club, in this case, Southampton. So my name is Ben Stanfield. I'm the host of Total Saints Podcast, which is a dedicated weekly podcast going to the heart of all things Saints FC. I was actually born in Southampton, so I've followed the team now for over 30 years uh, up and down the country. So it's my local side and very proud to be a, a Saint. Um, with some of my favourite players over the years, of course, Matt Letizier, uh, more recently Ricky Lambert, who was a, a more of a modern day hero. Um, so I've been very lucky uh, to see them play in the San Siro and uh, win the Johnson's Paint Trophy at Wembley, amongst other things. So yeah, a, a lifelong Saints fan and uh, proud to be. The next question we always pose to our opposition view is what is the first match against Burnley that you remember? So obviously Saints and Burnley haven't really played uh, much over the years. Um, I think the first game sort of modern times was 2005 when they were both in the Championship. Saints uh, historically were in the Premier League and uh, Burnley in those days of course were in Division 1 but we both met in the Championship in 2005 and I do actually remember it. It was in December um, and uh, Harry Redknapp had just left Saints to go back to Portsmouth so there was a lot of uh, trouble and uh, sort of vitriol around I think. There was quite a fiery atmosphere at St Mary's um, certainly towards Saints chairman of that time Rupert Lowe. The game ended one one at St Mary's, Danny Higginbottom scored a penalty and Adi Akinbai equalised for Burnley. Steve Cottrell was the manager in those days. So yeah, not masses of memories, uh, certainly early years of uh, watching Burnley against Saints, but definitely in the more recent times. So our third question for Ben this week was, which of Southampton's players do you think has made the most impact this season? No prizes for guessing who he's picked. Uh, it would have to be Danny Ings, no doubt about it. The impact that he's had on the Saints team this season has been unreal. 17 goals in all competitions, 15 of those in the Premier League. He's just led the line in terms of offering not only quality up front, but just as a local lad, a Saints fan, a bit like myself, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve and uh, certainly drives the team on. All of his pressing from the front end of the pitch, you know, that's where many football managers say teams tend to defend. Danny Ings epitomises that, really working hard. And, uh, you know, the quality that we've needed up top over the last few years, we've struggled to score goals. So, so him banging them in has been uh, great. He's probably and hopefully going to get an England call-up as a reward for that. But uh, yeah, Danny Ings has absolutely been the most impactful player this season. Our next question was, what do you think was the turning point for your recent upturning in form, given how poorly Southampton has started? season? Well not many teams suffer a 9-0 home defeat at any point in their lifetime let alone in a football season but Saints losing 9-0 to Leicester in uh, late uh, October was certainly uh, a turning point I think. Um, It really was make or break. I think ultimately the season could have gone really badly from there. We could have plummeted towards relegation and uh, ended up like uh, you know going down with a whimper really. Um, Instead they hit an international break. I think it came at the right time it enabled Haas and Hootal to be able to reset the button with a lot of the players get them involved in sort of re- assessing what they wanted to do he changed to a back four from a back five and that's given us more players in attacking positions and ultimately since that point we've been on a, you know a wonderful run certainly in the top six for form since then so no one wants to lose 9-0 but I think from a Saints point of view it was absolutely the turning point for uh, our season and uh, you know fair play to the team and the players for uh, turning it around. I then wanted to know from Ben what were his feelings regarding the manager And how close to the sack do you think he was after that 9-0 defeat against Leicester? And do you think he'll keep his job should Southampton get relegated this season? 
Uh, I'm a massive fan of Ralph Hasenhutl. I was delighted when he came in. Whilst he was a bit of an unknown, he was that sort of calibre of personality we were looking for right from his first press conference, really. He he sort of oozed a bit of class and a bit of uh, charisma that uh, the likes of Pellegrino, Claude Puel, Mark Hughes, etc. hadn't had. Um, in terms of the 9-0, I think he possibly was close to uh, being sacked. Um, the board, I think, were reluctant to make a, a sort of hasty decision having sacked the previous three managers. And I think we all know that in football, it costs a lot of money to sack managers this day and age as well so fair play to the board they deserve a lot of credit for um, keeping uh, Ralph Hasenhutl in the job and um, would, you know I don't think he would have necessarily stayed if we had gone down but fingers crossed that won't happen now you know he's turned the club around and uh, he works day and night you know he's well known for working 12 hour days and being really passionate about it so you know great to see a manager like him on the touchlines and I hope he'll be Saints manager for a lot longer to come. Question number six of Ben was a simple one where do you think Southampton and Burnley will finish in the Premier League this season. At the moment, it's hard to tell for Saints and Burnley, really. Um, the table is so tight from sort of about seventh position down to uh, the bottom that anyone could finish anywhere between now and the end of the season. But I think based on the last few years, particularly with Saints fighting relegation and uh, only just staying up, I think we'd happily take a mid-table position. So anywhere between 10th and 14th would be good for, uh, you know, point of view of building on that next season. I imagine Burnley will be the same. I think, uh, you know, you guys have obviously had a, an up and down season as well. But I think if we could both secure mid-table finishes, that would give us plenty of optimism heading into next season our next question was about Burnley team which Burnley players do you think that Southampton will need to be most wary of on Saturday well, Ashley Barnes always seems to score against Saints. I know he's not been in the Burnley lineup the last few weeks, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if he does start the game. If he does, then I would imagine he'll be very much uh, a player that we need to watch. I think otherwise, you know, Chris Wood is uh, well known for being quite a physical presence in the air. Saints have generally lacked against uh, the long ball and physical presence throughout the season, as was evidenced very much in the first game when Burnley went a little bit more route one towards the end of that game and beat us 3-0 after Saints fell apart in the last 15 minutes. So I think ultimately those physical players up front have be the ones that uh, we'd be uh, most concerned about watching but obviously I'd have to also add in Jay Rodriguez as an ex-Saints player I'm sure he'll want to do very well he was a player that we thought really really highly of on the south coast and it's great to see him doing well in the Premier League again ex-players are renowned for scoring against their ex-clubs so we'll have to see what that happens but I think any of your strikers we need to be wary of then we ask Ben as we ask everybody for a score prediction for this weekend's match so my score prediction in our podcast last week was one all. I think it will be a tough game. I think it could go either way. If you look at the history of this fixture, both at Turf Moor and also at St Mary's over the last few years, there's lots of draws in there. We haven't beat Burnley in our last six attempts in the Premier League, so you are a hard nut to crack. We know that. I think if Saints can get something out of the game, hopefully a win, then uh, you know that'll give them uh, um, some momentum going into a run of fixtures that look quite friendly on paper. But I think we know that uh, you know Burnley will have a set way of playing. They're going to come and make it hard. They're probably going to sit in and look to sort of counter-attack and uh, try and get some set pieces against Saints so the one thing you know when Burnley come to town is that it's a hard physical game and you really need to be up for it if Saints aren't they're going to get caught cold but I think uh, yeah my prediction would be one all but on the view it could literally go either way and finally we give them the opportunity to plug themselves and their podcast and tell all you if you're interested where you can find them on Twitter Sure, so you can find our podcast on Facebook if you just look for Total Saints Podcast or Twitter, we're at Total Saints Pod. You can find us on all the normal podcast hosting channels, so iTunes, Spotify, Acast, SoundCloud, etc. If you just look up Total Saints Podcast, you'll find us on there. It's done by myself, Ben Stanfield, and a few of the other um, guys that run the, the likes of Saints Web and League One Minus Blogspot. But thanks very much for having us on, and good luck Saturday aside to Burnley for the rest of the season. Fantasy Premier League Update.
So we've reached the point of the previous show where we will normally take a look at the Fantasy Premier League. Um, due to the winter break, um, it's all a bit staggered, isn't it, Dave? So um, why don't you give us what uh, information you do have on the Fantasy Premier League and the Dream Team for us this week? Yeah, we'll do a brief update this week. Uh, the powers that be at the Fantasy Premier League took the decision to treat the staggered programme of matches last week over the winter break and this week as a single game week. So we're actually halfway through game week 26 at the moment. Uh, as it stands, though, at the top of the No Nay Never League, it's fairly static. Uh, we've got Bennett Howarth, John Sutcliffe and Tall Paul, um, who are our top three. Uh, they've been uh, up and around there for pretty much all the season. Um, in terms of the previous uh, round of matches following the Arsenal game, there weren't any Burnley players in the game week 25 dream team. Uh, but Nick Pope did become the first Burnley player to reach 100 points. He now is 105. Um, he's still the second highest ranked goalkeeper overall in the league. Uh, and he's also joint top in terms of clean sheets with uh, nine now. Hopefully he can add to that and make that 10 uh, this weekend. Absolutely, that'd be great. Yeah, it's it's a great start for him to have that. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of talk again at the minute regarding uh, England and the Euros and uh, whether he'll feature. Uh, in you know, I expect him to be part of the squad, but um, whether he'll get a start is uh, is yet to be seen. I was going to say he's, he's definitely going to have a place on the plane, but he won't need it because we're playing at home, aren't we? Uh, quite <laughs> and, and and in the uh, the PR of uh, trying to travel economically I'm sure yes. if, it, if they did have to hop across into Northern Europe they'd probably take the train as well um, so we will be back with a more detailed Fantasy Premier League update in the next preview show next Friday ahead of the Bournemouth home game uh, which will cover the conclusion of Game Week 26 Stackman Dave's quiz question so, finally this week, we just need to pose uh, another question. So, Dave, what have you got for us this week? Okay, this week's question is, in April 2009, Burnley was striving for a playoff place, and we earned a 2-2 draw down at Southampton. The Saints were leading 2-1 in the second half when Brian Jensen saved a penalty. But which Burnley player scored the Clarets' equalising goal in this match just five minutes after that penalty save? Mm-hmm. I just have to... Think back to the promotion season, listeners. Think back to all those uh, all those important points we got in the second half of that season. Uh, how can they get in touch then, Dave? Let, how can they give us their answers? Okay, the best way to get in touch with us is uh, to send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at never. Uh Send us an email, podcast at net, Or you can also contact us via the never Facebook page uh, where we'll post a link for this show. Lovely. Uh, we will reveal the correct answer at the start of the next preview show, which will be, as I said, for next weekend's uh, home game against Bournemouth. So that's all we've got time for this week on the preview show. It's good to be back. It's good to have uh, Burnley football back in our minds, coming up at the weekend, nice and early as well, Saturday lunchtime. And um, it just remains for me to... Thank Dave, as ever, for putting this show together, dragging together all the facts and the figures and uh, conveying them to you. Um, also, just a little update for you on our Ian Wright podcast. Uh, we do now have a date put in for that. Um, so that will be coming up uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, we've arranged that with his agent. So there's good news on that. Because obviously, uh, today, as the previous show comes out, 
is uh, the 20th anniversary of uh, Wrighty signing for the Clarets. Final thanks, though, is, of course, to you, the listener, for downloading and listening to the preview show. Um, We wouldn't be here without you, so big thanks for that. And Natalie will be back next week uh, with the rest of the team for a, a main podcast to look back at the Southampton game. And Natalie will be back with Dave next Friday to look ahead to the Bournemouth game. This has been the preview show from the Known and Never podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.